Welcome to today's episode of the Baco Sports Report on the Live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. Very special episode coming up today. We will be talking with two Baco legends and current admin at camp, the coach and MTOC. Interestingly enough, the coach waited 99, MTOC waiter of 09, and myself waiter 19. So you're going to have three generations of former Baco campers breaking down so many topics around Baco, such as food in the bunk, nicknames, and so much more. Really exciting episode and super happy to have them on so guys how you doing during this quarantine doing pretty good sticking in there living it out how you doing coach i'm good um everything is cool here we've got some beautiful weather you know staying inside baby riders doing all right keeping us busy but yeah everything's cool all right, so let's get into our topic for today. So what we're primarily going to talk about today is a plethora of Baco subjects that we want to get into, a lot of rankings, a lot of different topics that really spark our interest. So the first thing that we have planned for today is we're going to be talking about the best camp food. And not just the food you get in the dining hall, but when you bring the food into camp on the first day and the box under your bed, like what's the classic snack that you're going to, the classic snack that everyone wants, the second you open it. What do you guys think when you think of camp snacks in the bunk? What's your immediate reaction? You know, I'm going to go with, like, I, I, I have this huge list going. My, my, my rush more for these top four snacks is pretty long, so like, I really got to narrow it down. But uh, on the top of my list, like, just, this might not be on my rush more, but just to talk about it, Cosmic Brownies from Little Debbie or, like, the Zebra Cakes, those things are just, like, I feel like I only find them in camp. And they're, they're always under the bed. They're, they're a good, like, mushed thing that you find on visiting day. You're like, oh, I probably got to throw this out. Like, my parents are coming tomorrow. Like, there's a whole new, like, box of these things. And, like, this one is mushed by a cleat that's been under my bed for, like, two weeks. So I got to throw this out now. But I always think of, like, a good cosmic brownie. It's always a good camp go-to snack. I, I don't really think of much else. What? So when I think of some things that I will only eat at camp, the first thing that comes to my mind is easy cheese and rich crackers. Ooh, I mean, oh, no, no, oh, dude, no. I don't even know where I find easy cheese in real life. That's, on my, that's only, on my list. I'm writing this down. It's only available at, at Tops. Listen, easy cheese exists at camp, but that doesn't mean that it belongs on any sort of list with a positive connotation. Easy cheese is nasty. That sounds pretty terrible. I'm not pretty bad. Like I'm, I'm all for certain. There's a lot of food. All right. What else is on your guys' list? Talk. What's what's uh, making the top of your list? Um, when I think of what I. I, I, for some reason, like, when I think of camp snacks, I always just look at my visiting day box that comes, like, you know, like, the classic wagon that my parents would just, like, bring down to the box. Classic. And just, you know, just, like, it's, it's, it's typical. That's all probably going to be thrown out or eaten in the next, like, three minutes. Um, and I always think of the bulk-bought nerd's rope. Literally, the one that you would find in, like, a convenience store that you would, like, take the nerd's rope, a singular nerd's rope out of and pay, like, 25 cents for it. Like, you... My mom bought the 
entire box and brought that for me and my brother. So, like, I think of the bulk nerds robot. Really? Dumb. Yeah. So, like, I, I oh, just, like, sounds so nerds robot. Like, bulk bought, like, mini M&Ms. Like, anything bulk bought at, like, a Whole Foods store. Wholesale store is just, like, <laughs> oh, I got a so camp snackage. That sounds like stomach yeah, that's that's like the classic bag. You open a bag of like Costco-sized Swedish fish, and like all of a sudden it's gone within like a half hour. Exactly. Oh, that's, exactly. That's like, like, bulk, like watermelon sour patch kids. <laughs> so next time I'm Mount Rushmore, it's a little off the board. I don't know if you guys will count it, but I think it counts. Some sort of iced tea powder mix. Maybe Lipton. Like I don't Gatorade ever mix. see. Maybe Gatorade powder, that's fine. Same category. Like, who buys their own Gatorade powder and iced tea powder at home? Nobody. But I can. There's one in every bottle. It's like issued when you walk in the door. When you walk in the door. For sure. Someone else. Well, because if you think about it in real life, why would anyone ever need Gatorade powder when you can just have regular exactly. Gatorade? Gatorade powder is like just Gatorade, but like ten times grosser. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, okay, one of my next ones, like, I gotta, I gotta throw a shout-out now that we're talking about, like, these weird things. Like, I didn't even think of these certain, like, weird things. Like, how about just, like, a massive bottle of Frank's Red Hot Hot Sauce? Just, like, that, you only see one of those, like, in your bunk, and, like, I know one summer, at least once a summer, like, somebody in my bunk would, like, knock over, like, the Frank's Red Hot Hot Sauce off the top of the cubby, and it was, like, a big bottle, it was, like, a jug, and it was glass, so it would just break, and you'd have hot sauce all over. Your bunk stinks. Your bunk stinks like hot sauce. Yeah, and then and then we never had it again. Yep. That's yeah. The end of the hot sauce. All right. What else on our list? Um. So, classic cup noodles. I mean. See, that's that's number one. Easy Mac. Any of those yeah. sort of like gross sodium filled, you know, big meal things that we eat on Wednesdays. I mean, those things are gross. They should be banned from camp. Has it been a thing since you've been in camp, though, at the start, that on Wednesday, lunches people brought disgusting things that needed hot water? Oh, yeah. Before camp, I definitely went to Costco and bought, like, you know, the 48-pack of cup noodles. That's, like, equivalent of just pouring an entire shaker of salt in my mouth every day. I'll I'll say this, though. It's worse when people... Some people fill up cup of noodles at the sink in the bathroom. Like, that's oh, going too far. Oh, dude, that's great. No, 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 that's what you do. You mix it up with the back of your toothbrush? Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's classic right there. Pretty brutal. I have one I have one food that is iconic visiting day. That's only seen on visiting day, no matter what. And I put it in every single one of my visiting day songs for the last, like, seven years. And that is the cookie pie. The cookie pie. I have to say, when you're at visiting day in the bunk and there's like 50 things that people have brought, cookie pie is like last on the list. Yeah, it's just disgusting. It's There's nothing else to say other than it's just gross. Yeah, it's so disappointing every time. Thanks, Thanks. Yeah, now I have this huge pie of cookie with no knife or like anything to cut it with. And now you have a bunch of dirty little boys like just sticking their hands in this cookie pie and just like eating cookie with their bare hands
Agreed. So let's move on to our next topic here. I think we've hit that one pretty good. There's a end of the day. There's a lot of really disgusting things that people will only eat at camp. I think we've hit that one pretty good. Let's move on now to our next topic, which is best camp nicknames. Now I'll ask you guys this: What do you think is the evolution of nicknames at camp in terms of the quantity of them? Because I feel like, you know, you have your classic people just are called by their last name or abbreviation or whatever. But, like, in terms of true nicknames that have nothing to do with their real name, like, how many of those do we have that, or how many do we used to have that, like, has it been a difference in time and evolution? It's not like there was a spike between the 80s and 90s of nicknames. Right. No, it's been the same forever. There's been people who have nicknames, a large percentage of people have nicknames, most of those nicknames, like Maddie said, are a variation of their last name or a variation of their sibling's name. But, like, we've always had people who just had weird nicknames for all kinds of weird reasons. You know, you said the wrong thing at the wrong time, you ate the wrong thing, like, you just, boom, that's your name. That's your name. And once it's your name, like, you're, that's it. That's your name for the rest of your life. Forever. It's true. So what? which ones pop into your mind when you think of it? Uh, when I think of all-time classic nicknames, I mean, I guess I'm biased because they were in my bunk, but, like, I have two people in my bunk that have all-time classic nicknames for various reasons. One of them, his name is Brian Siskin. When we were in bunk five, maybe, yeah, when we were in bunk five, he, he was a little heavy, and he looked like Barney Rubble. <laughs> like, like a lot. Like a lot like Barney Rubble. And... After a couple other nicknames that he wasn't so thrilled with, somebody realized that he looked like Barney. And to this day, I mean, when I call him, I'm like, hey, Barney, like, what's going on? His, that's, that's his name. His name is Barney. And the other one is uh, Robbie Mamone. A lot of you might know him as Beef. Oh, yes. I've never, there's never been anyone in camp whose nickname defines who they are as a human being. Uh, Beef was... Uh, you went to my high school. He went to your high school. He was a giant. He was a middle linebacker-looking animal, and his name was Beef because he he was he was Beef. Like he could was Beef. That's it sort of reminds me of like the like the animal in like Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. He was the ogre. This is the Beef. Yes. Um. Yeah. Those are my those are my top two nicknames that I think of off the top of my head. I have a long list of nicknames. Oh, let's hear some. You just want to hear some nicknames that I just, like, just thought of like before I came up and thinking of this? Sure. Yes. We got Pickles. Obviously. That was on my list. He was on my list. Pancake. You know how Pickles got his name? I think he was like, just calling me Pickles. No. No? It, he was, it was requested that he have a nickname. Oh, right, 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 right. And, and Beef was his division head, and Beef just like, like all right, well, his nickname is going to be Pickles. And, and his name was Pickles. Yeah. Oh, and, and to clarify, for people that are listening to this, we are talking about Jeffrey Morrow right now, the original Pickles. But also shout, shout out to the Finkel brothers. What else on your list? What else on your list? Chester. Chester's a great It's a good one. Alzheimer's. So what was your, what was the origin of your name? So the origin of my name, um, as is with nicknames at camp, if you're somebody's like younger sibling, when you come to camp, you inherit some variation of their nickname, of their name, either junior or little or 
some other kind of weird variation of it. So my brother's name is Noah, and he was, he's five years older than me. When I went to camp, he'd already been there, and his, his nickname was Noach. So they're like, oh, you're Noah's little brother, you're little Noach. And then throughout a, you know, turn of events and whatnot, it evolved over years, and one year during counselor basketball, and this is disputed because some people say it was one person, I believe it was someone named Josh Bronner who came up with the coach, but I could be wrong. It was during counselor basketball, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm not a good basketball player, nor am I a good athlete. No, I'm not. Uh, it's fine. And I was on the sideline. I was yelling at people. And I guess I was doing, like, coach-like things. And Milch and Coach run together. And the coach was born. And so, that was that. So that one moment on the sideline just became your name for the rest of your life, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Glad that my name made the all-time list. I got another name. Um, a lot of you guys might know him as Pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes. He, uh, another all-time nickname. A lot of these nicknames that are food-based are the ones that stick around for some reason. How did that one happen? Pancakes? I don't even remember. Oh, and he was eating a lot of pancakes when he was little. Like, when he was about four or five. Probably. And then at one point, he, he like, thought about kind of, like, shedding the nickname and, like, not being pancakes anymore. Never works like, like that. If, the, if, if, no, he, he realized. He realized. Tiny's a good one. Tiny's a Tiny's a classic. Tiny's a great one. Um, Smiley's on my Rushmore. You know, my Rushmore. My top four are, are Barney, Smiley, Chester, and Pancakes. Yeah. Pickles just missed the cut. But I wanted to so, say Momo because I, I love my boy Momo. But like, Momo's a good one. I like Momo. But there's also there's also a bit of a correlation between that and his actual name. So that's that's the part though. It has to have nothing to do with it. Right, he's in a different category. Okay, so like there are multi generational nicknames where it's like the same nickname but for like different people throughout generations. Of course. Right? So like siblings like might like have like or like relatives like the Finks. Like there are four different Finks that came through camp, and two I mean, of them are the same person. That's sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. And like so like could, I think we gotta give it up for the for those nicknames. So, all right, I think we've hit that one pretty good. Nicknames are definitely an integral part of camp. Um, but another integral part of camp is the physical bunks themselves, where we sleep at night. And I think something we have to talk about that. Now, I touched a bit about this with Greg and Danny a couple weeks ago on a podcast. But I think it needs a more full examination of just all in the best bunk at camp. Like, if you could go back to that tonight 
and just live in one bunk, where would it be? I think, how many bunks have each of you guys lived in? Because you guys obviously were counselors for so many years before you were at admin. So how many bunks have you each lived in? How many bunks? Sometimes bunks look better from the outside when you know you're wandering through there as opposed to when you're sleeping and cleaning it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's part of it. So, all right, so when you guys are thinking about the best bunks, just all in the physical bunks, what first pops into your mind? So, hold on. Can we, like, exclude the senior hill bunks, like, 22, 23, 24? Because, like, obviously those are the best for personal experience. Let's talk about, like, the bumps that are, like... Yes. Those yeah. Those aren't even on my list. Those aren't even on my list. Yeah, like, those are already fair. Those are, like, cheat codes. Those are different. No, those are in a different category. Okay, all right. Just wanted to clarify. All right. So, 23 is sick. Like, you can say bump 23 is a sick bump because, like... 23 is... 22 and the waiter bunk are... Those bumps are totally sick. But, like, they would deserve their own conversation. Like, they're not... Oh, for sure. Alright, so what are you guys thinking about the top of your list here? Just oh. one bunk. Boom. Number one, number one bunk is bunk 17. I think, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's on my list. I don't, I don't even think it's a question. I don't even think it's a question. I mean, number 17 is like, it's away from everybody. Get into some, like, you know, some little shittiness here and there. Oh, you know, a little mischief you're a little, you know, a little mischief. So I'll say this about Bunk 17. I lived there one summer. What I would say about Bunk 17 is that it's definitely towards the top because it has so many like little nuances to it. Like you're playing at the lower field, you're playing at Gaga. One of the nuances that was unfortunate when we were there is the the thing about Bunk 17 is that Bob's house was right there. So, like, if you were playing, you know, like, if you were kicking around a soccer ball or, like, I remember one day we were warming up for, we were warming up for, like, Eleven's baseball the next day and throwing around a ball at 8.30 and, like, people can see you because the lower field is visible from a lot of camp. So that's definitely one thing, but the trade-off is that you literally have all that space to yourself to do all those things in the first place. And I think that... But the reason why I would say it's not number one is that it is really far from the dining room. Now, it's all relative, but it's a long walk in the morning. You, you wake up at 8.30. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. Well, it's not necessarily a beast. We're not talking about, like... I think 16 probably is better. Okay, so... 
the reason why I have 17 is because it's secluded. It's like you have your 12-year-old mischief. It's fun, you know? And then you also have the whole lower field that you're disposable. You have your games. You have a great porch. Yeah, but do you think 16 doesn't have the lower field? No, 16 has the lower field. Yeah, it does. But 17 has an attached water fountain. Yeah, that's a... 17 with the attached water fountain, it's nice. And both, both 16 and 17 have new, have, have like a new section, and it provides for new coverage. How new is, how new is those, like... Those areas are probably within the last 10 years, easy. No, they're older. Really? Yeah. So for the listeners out there to provide context, essentially the bunks were taken from like regular bunks and made into like T-shaped bunks, kind of? Like, the lower part of the T was, like, put in. Yeah. They're what we like to call a Tetris piece. Yes. Bunk 22 is designed in a similar way. I like the Tetris piece. It offers for a nice, big, communal area. Yeah, for sure. So what uh, what else sticks in your mind now that we've reached a pretty fair consensus? Um, well, Bunk 16, I think, is, is better than 17 because of the porch. It has a better view of the field and the lake. Much better porch. When thunderstorms roll in, you get a great much better porch, much better location to council ring of the court. But yeah, and you're also near two water fountains, so you have 17 water fountains, and you also have an arguably best water fountain in Camp 13 water fountain. Right, like, so I think that's another topic we're going to get to later in this podcast, such as ranking the water fountains. But, yeah, we that. that, that's another episode. Yeah, might be. So what else is on your list, aside from getting away from the lower field bunks? Um, I have bunk six. Ooh, really? Hot take. Day, it was my first bunk in camp, and it, I think it actually has the best view in camp. Bunk 6 has the best view in camp. Anyone can step to me and argue this, but if you were to sit in Daniel Morris's bed, okay, in 2011, somewhere around there, and you were sitting in his bed and you look out the window, you would have the greatest view of the lake and the mountains that you would ever find like anywhere in camp, like from a bunk. The best. Best. That's a good point. I think the view is good, but I'm not sure that, like, if you think about when you're actually in a bunk, how often do you actually look out the windows in your bunk? If you think about it, like, in all practicality, the weather's nice, the porch is right there, there's doors. Like, how often are you actually looking out the windows in your... Like, at home, you're looking out windows because they're, like, you know, big windows and you can't just go outside. But, like, when you're in camp, does the value of what it looks like out a window really... I agree, I agree with Maddie. I mean, everybody hangs a towel over their window anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You, you wake up, you take a towel off the window in the morning, you know, you get a good view, you're like, ah, that's, that's America. Morris definitely had somebody. <laughs> Stealing your face, dead man, tapestry hanging over that window. He never looked at the lake. Never. Okay. Whoa. Uh, best view in the Smoke. Uh, next on my my list. I love I like bunk twenty one. I have that too. Bunk twenty. For yeah. Bunk twenty one, obviously bathroom situation. Twenty is rough. Twenty's rough. If you're a counselor in twenty, it's sweet. Cause you got that like. Four campers and a counselor, 
And it sounds like it would be awesome, and it definitely was not awesome. <laughs> it sounds like it, it would be real. awesome. It sounds it was like... not. So where were the cubbies if the beds were in there? There were a few cubbies in there for the people who lived in there. That's weird, yeah. And then there were more cubbies in the bunk. They the bunk 20 had bunk. that wall of cubbies. Yeah. Uh, it was not great. Like, you were totally secluded from your bunk mates, which was not fun. You thought it was going to be cool because you're, you know, 14. You're like, dude, I'm cool. I live in the condo because, like, cool kids, live in the, the cool kids live in the condo. Amazing view. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cool kids live in the condo, but, like, that's not. And, like, it was a whole, like, fight all you're summer cool, long. Because, like, me and a couple people, me and my friend uh, Josh, we kind of, uh, we kind of got to camp early and picked the other two people we wanted to be in the condo with us. And, yeah, that's, that's not cool. So you chose not- voluntarily to be in the condo. I, I oh, yeah, definitely. Because I used to get to camp early because my grandparents would live, live next to camp. So I would get there early, so I'd have prime choice of bed every summer. Like, back when I went to camp, the counselors didn't pick the beds for you. It was kind of like a, a bit of a free-for-all. Um, so, yeah, I picked who was in the condo with me, and this was like a, a talking point all summer long. So, other than that, what would you say if we have to rank, just like by principle, upper K versus lower K? Because the lower K has the lounge, and it has a very centralized bathroom, right? Very centralized. I think the lower K is gone. Well, I think the lower K. I think the lower K is like. I think it's a great time, but I think the upper K is. I feel like this holds better sentimental value. I think bunk nineteen. If we had to rank this list, I think bunk nineteen. I think bunk nineteen might be the worst bunk in camp. No, I disagree. No, bunk nineteen's the worst. No, I live there. Bunk nineteen has like the same classification as seventeen. Yes, but the difference is, is that instead of being secluded to the lower, you're secluded to the archery field. It's a big difference. Yeah, but like, you can still throw a ball. Like, the archery range is, is I underrated. the lower, but it's yeah, underrated, man. But it's an underrated backyard. Underrated backyard. I think it's uh, perfectly rated as not as good as the lower by a long shot. If you're on that head and you're walking around that path at night. What else makes your list? Like, if we're ranking the circle, what bunk in the circle is the best one? No. Because 13 people are using the bathroom. Like, during free play, that bathroom is swamped. 13, you have 14s running out of your bunk. Makes it the coolest in the circle, no question. I don't care what anybody else Well, the other thing is you get to watch the Baco 3 from inside your bunk. Also, when I was young, this was great. We we used to have Double G, which is the equivalent of Jeff Yachty. You used to be on the basketball court. Yeah, yeah. So if you were in bunk 13, like, that's right next to your bunk. Like, you're in your bunk partying the entire time. Yeah, that's true. Bunk 12 was redone, though, right? Bunk 12 was redone. The water fountain used to be the Bunk 12 water fountain, not the Bunk 13 water fountain. Was it? Yeah, I was actually asking a crazy question. 
that is that that's a little piece of of uh, trivia for you. Yeah. Right now, my top four: 16, 21, Flash is the upper K, but twenty-one because it has the condo and that uh, attached to it. And uh, now I never lived there. I only lived among twenty. I really want to live in one. Um, Funk six, sentiment value you. Okay, Funk fifteen, Coach. I gotta say, Funk fifteen is the best Funk in the circle. I mean, the porch is amazing. Porch is like amazing. Porch and camp, so chill. Great loitering location also that brings us to our last. You don't think that bunk 15 is like a grass is always greener type of bunk where like it looks really good and then you're actually there and like you realize you're kind of outside of the circle. Yeah, the problem with 15 is a lot of the time 15, 16, and 17 are one age group and like 16 and 17 are chilling and doing like lower field things. Totally like true. 15 is like doing porch things, playing like the soil on the porch. Well, 16, 17 are, you know, throwing dicks. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think 15 is overrated. 15 is overrated. All right, so. My top four bunks, and then we'll move on to loitering, I guess. Yeah. My top four bunks are 17, 21, 13, and then I like 19 because I like that it's, like, got that little mythical. It's got underneath the bunk, which is, like, a special place. It's, uh, Yeah, let's move on to loitering. So what we're talking about here is, like, you know those people who just, like, are always present? Like, not just in, like, your bunk, but, like, around camp. Like, you just see people just, like, you know, sitting there. Or whether once you become a counselor, they're on OD. Like, where are the spots in camp where that's just, like, the best place to just, like, be for any reason? So the number one sitting loitering spot is in front of what is now bunk 23 when I was younger it was bunk 22 like it's on the hill you're not behind the dining room so you can like see out to the lake there's normally really more people bunch. walking by like there's uh there's always action there like that's my number one loitering spot there's always chairs I love that spot that's definitely that's definitely up there for me I don't, I don't know if it's actually top four I think gazebo is my number one I don't even know if that should make the list. It's like, or it's a, that's an artif, it's artificial. Yeah. It's like so designed for loitering, it doesn't even count. Like when you're on like the precipice of the upper field. Yeah, or even just like sitting on the hill, you can sit at the benches, like just like that area, like right there is along the course. No, you no, no, no. No? Those are two different areas. Sitting okay. on the benches is one area, sitting on top of the slope is a totally different area. Yeah, okay. it's true. They and those cannot be grouped together. Okay. I'm gonna say the yeah, courts no. I'm gonna say if you're at the courts, you are getting more action, you know? Yeah, I don't like that. That's not good for loitering, in my opinion. Like, there's too no, much going that's, on there. That's like good for like you're sitting there and you're able to hang out there all day and like get a. That's get too much. Out. There's too much going on. Enjoy. You might take a basketball to the face if you're not paying attention. Like, that's True. no good. True. That's no True. good. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So, where? What else do we have here? Uh, Coach, what else? Okay. The old rock in the circle that is no longer there anymore. All right. All right. Press enter. That place is still prime. That's still a good. 
third sitting spot. Wouldn't yeah, make my top four. With the rock, it makes my top four. Without the rock, it does not. Wait, what's the rock? So, when they redid Bone 12, no, they had to... No, no, no. It was, when they, it was when they resurfaced basketball courts. It was, about it was when they resurfaced... Yes, you're right. Like, you're right. It was like five years ago. No, not five years ago. Maybe like seven years ago. It was not so that So, when long. they resurfaced basketball court, they had to bring a truck in to do it. The truck couldn't... And, and there was this, like... It was a huge rock. Like, like you know the rock by... By the path that leads to 
But now it has like, but now it has like honestly a nice beautiful bathroom. Yeah, but and the, yeah, the bathroom is great now. So Definitely a good trade. Definitely the right move. Yeah, like the new bathroom. My, uh, so my next, my my next and final Rushmore spot, and like this kind of goes against like what loitering is all about because loitering is about like chilling and kind of like just hanging out and just hey, eh, you know, kind of being with one or two people, but. For sure. So my, my top four. Yeah. Your top four, yep. Go. So my top four are not including Gazebo because that's obviously prime number one. Yeah. My top four are. He was like in another category, right? Like, yeah. Gazebo gets its own conversation. Like such a best thing. Uh, so my top four are in front of what used to be twenty-two, what is now twenty-three. Okay. In front of the waiter bunk. In between bunks eight and bunks nine, and the benches in front of the domeless dome overlooking the upper field are my four Mount Rushmore loitering spots. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take two of yours. I'm gonna take uh, my in my top four are definitely gonna be bunks eight and nine spot, like right in that top step. It's just prime location when you're making rounds on OD, like during the time, just to sit and hang out there. Like it's such a great spot. And then um, I'm going to do uh, the Domus Dome. Domus Dome is even a stuff, right? It's such an amazing spot. Just such an amazing like, spot. Catch Olympics and just catch Army Navy Day, but just also just like head up there and just check out hockey for the day, but then just like hang out and like just check out camp going on from that view is just the best. Uh, in front of Bunk 18. No, I don't like that. I think I lived in Bunk 18. I'm such a, I'm so out on in front of Bunk 18. Oh, you guys are wrong. So out on it. Yeah, I, I can't support that about Bunk 18 sitting. Like, you're right in front of the path. There's no shade there. Like, it's fine. I think that's a great spot. Like, that's a great place for, well, actually, no, you're completely wrong. There's totally shade there. Because by the time the sun is, like, over our heads and like it's even like mid-afternoon like shade it and then also like right after uh like milk call like during milk call like when like people are like loitering outside their bunks like just sitting hanging out prime loitering location for those kids uh and i'm gonna go with uh hmm what, so what i said to the domeless dome bunks eight and nine i really love bunk 18 uh I'm gonna go with the upper field, hanging out in the upper field. I love it. On the, on the like on the hill in front of the hill. On the hill. Field? On the hill. Yeah. Okay. I like. I can't. I won't hate on that. I like that spot. And what do you think about all the? There's a lot of people. I don't know if it used to be. There's a lot of people now who are big, rock on the lower field by the soccer. Yeah. I mean, so like, that spot is cool, but like, why am I ever gonna be there? Exactly. Yeah. So like, I think there's certain spots that are epic for certain events, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to the lower is like the prime location to go watch a soccer. I think we all can. Sure, but like if I'm not watching a soccer tournament, yeah, I'm not going to go wander over to the. Right, I'm not just going to wander over there. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, I think we hit on a variety of topics here. This was definitely fun. I think we will do some more of these. There's so many camp topics to talk about while we're all sitting at home. Yeah, of course. So thank you guys so much for doing this. Thank you, man. And thank you for listening to the Baco Sports Report on the Live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. We will be back later this week with some 30 for 30 content. We have a lot of more of those coming up down the pipeline. And thank you for listening. I'm your host, Maddie Wasserman, signing off, and we will see you next time on the Baco Sports Report.